Welcome to the Shepherd Leadership Podcast, where we hope to encourage and equip leaders to help those entrusted to them thrive and to be a leader others follow for life. My name is Nick Westbrook, and I've had people entrusted to my care professionally for over 20 years in careers from ministry, coaching football, and business development to now owning and leading a Chick-fil-A franchise with over 140 team members. Leading my business at Chick-fil-A is the most challenging, difficult, and rewarding thing I've ever done. The challenges can feel overwhelming, but the call to lead and being given the responsibility to steward so many people's lives and experiences is an honor that I'm proud to shoulder. I've had more leadership failures than success, but from my greatest leadership failures, I've learned the true art of fulfilling my calling to lead. Thank you for joining our conversation where we will unpack the calling of leading as a shepherd and talk with other shepherd leaders about the impact they're making in their organizations. We post a new 30-minute episode on the first Friday of every month and sprinkle in some bonus content along the way. We hope to make this time valuable for you and to encourage you. This is the Shepherd Leadership Podcast. Welcome back, Shepherd Leaders. Today is the second of a two-part discussion that we began last month about the principle of providing for those entrusted to us. As Shepherd Leaders, we are tasked to serve those entrusted to us so that they will thrive. For those entrusted to us to thrive, we must work to know, guide, protect, and provide for them. Last month, we began the conversation around what it looks like for a shepherd leader to provide for those entrusted to them. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because it is full of rich content that will help you on your shepherd leadership journey. To recap very briefly, we said that the shepherd leader needs to provide for the needs of those entrusted to them. We define some very universal needs that all people have through Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We walk through how we can serve our teams, families, our organizations by working to systematize how we provide for those needs. It was a really fun episode, so I hope you will go back and check it out if you haven't done that already. Full transparency. Providing for our people's needs isn't enough. We have to do that. That's our obligation. It's a must, but it's incomplete. That's why we had to break this conversation up into two episodes. As shepherd leaders, we must provide something else that separates us from other leaders. We must provide care. As shepherd leaders that try to lead in a Christ-like way, that model Psalm 23 shepherd leadership, our leadership should look different than the typical command and control type leadership that we see across the world. The way that our leadership can look drastically different than that of the world is to provide care. Now, it might be interesting to you that I said that you need to provide care and not just to care. 
Many times, care can be separated as a feeling or an intention instead of an action and a decision. Real care that is motivated by love is fueled by intention, but it is executed in action. Real care that is motivated by love is fueled by intention, but it is executed in action. You may say, I just care so much. And I would ask, how do you show that you care? John Gottman is a renowned marriage, family, and relationship psychologist and a researcher who has identified the number one predictor of divorce in marriages. Gottman says he can identify within a few sessions if a couple is headed towards a dramatic and devastating divorce or if they have a good chance at developing a thriving marriage. The number one indicator Gottman found for divorce is contempt. How does a person get to the point where they feel contempt for the other, a person that they were once infatuated with? Well, they get to that point because of an overwhelming feeling that the person doesn't care about them or never shows that they care about them. And it's the same with employers. It's the same on teams. It's the same in organizations. You see, the theme that is hovering over Psalm 23, which has been our roadmap for this shepherd leadership journey, is that my shepherd cares for me. My friend Shane Benson at Chick-fil-A Corporate, he often says, when people feel cared for, they care more. That's so good. When people feel cared for, they care more. How can we ensure that those entrusted to us feel cared for? Well, we've developed for our team an acronym that helps us remember that every action of care should result in a reaction of feeling cared for. I'm going to say all of these together, this acronym for care. I'm going to say all of them together, and then we're going to look at each one of them individually. The acronym on both sides is the word for care. And remember that every action of care should result in a person feeling cared for. So as a shepherd leader, we must provide communication that makes them feel connected. We must provide appreciation that makes them feel appreciated We must provide recognition that makes them feel responsibility, and we must provide encouragement that makes them feel enthusiasm. So as shepherd leaders, we have to provide as an action, communication, appreciation, recognition, and encouragement. And if we do that well, then those entrusted to us will feel connection, appreciation, responsibility, and enthusiasm, all attributes of someone that feels cared for. Let's look at these one by one. Communication that creates connection. 
As leaders, we must be communicating with our teams. We must communicate with our spouses and with our children. Senior leaders must communicate with their organizations. If we don't communicate, those entrusted to us feel disconnected. We must be communicating with our people. You can't lead without communicating. Communication is one skill I believe every leader needs to continuously be working to improve throughout their leadership journey. Communication is an art form. It is a learned skill that you can work on to improve. Some leaders don't do it because they get uncomfortable. They feel uncomfortable communicating to those that they lead or in front of their people. Well, we don't get that option as leaders. Leaders are communicators. Now, just because you've communicated doesn't mean that you have created connection. To lead with care, you must work to communicate in a way that creates connection with those entrusted to you. You want those entrusted to you to feel connected to the mission, the vision, the values, or the relationship. Many times, we can define what something should look like by first defining what it shouldn't look like. Because we have all been communicated with in a way that created disconnection. We felt that the person was talking at us instead of to us. When there is a sense of authority overmining the communication, if the communication is attacking or it's personal, or when the communicator lacks humility. We say that as communicators, leaders should use the ABCDs of communicating. Always be connecting the dots. I learned that from a master communicator, Nancy Duarte. She says that leaders should always be connecting the dots from what we are trying to communicate and how that helps us become who we want to be, how it helps the person entrusted to us become who they want to be. See, when being communicated with, people want to know three things to feel connected. They want to know that they matter. They want to know that what they do matters. And they want to know that what we are doing together matters. Communication can happen in several different ways, written, visual, and audible. All of those are great, but they all need to be used. We will all trend towards one more than the other. But our teams need to see all of those forms of communication from us in some way. In a small example, my wife needs to hear me say, I love her. She needs to read notes and communication that says that I love her. And she needs to, at times, receive flowers that say that I love her. Written, visual, and audible. Our teams need to have written communication from us. We need to put in clear and concise messaging what we want to say and what we want to be heard. But that can be incomplete. They also need to hear from us in person. 
Those entrusted to us need to hear our voice. Whether that's in a meeting, a call, or over a video, our people need to see and hear us. And we can make it visual. Signs around the office or the house, images that remind us of what we are trying to accomplish and where we are headed together, these things help us stay connected. As Jesus shepherded the disciples, he was in constant communication with them, and he communicated in many different ways to connect with them, teaching, asking questions, parables, stories. As shepherd leaders, we have to work to communicate in a way that connects with those entrusted to us. The next way we show care is appreciation that makes them feel appreciated. Yes, I said that. Appreciation that makes them feel appreciated. Before you turn off the podcast, hear me out. Have you ever been told by someone that's important to you that you appreciate and have tried to show them that you appreciate them that they don't feel appreciated? I definitely have. Between my wife, my two daughters, five direct reports, 35 leaders in my organization, and 140 team members, all people that I appreciate with all of my heart. I have definitely had all of them at times tell me that they have at times felt unappreciated, even though I have worked very hard to try to appreciate all of them. As a young leader, I used to buy into the old saying, it's the thought that matters. I'm just going to tell you that that's not true. It's the action that matters. Appreciation is always felt in action, not in thought or intention. Appreciation can never be assumed. It must always be acted on. We all want to be appreciated for what we do. And all of us feel appreciation in different ways. I have given thousands of dollars in gifts to my team at Christmas to be told in January by a team member leaving the organization that they didn't feel appreciated. I have spent the day cleaning the house or doing a task that I was sure that my wife wanted me to complete to learn that she later felt disconnected because we hadn't spent any time together. In their book, The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, Gary Chapman and Paul White describe how we can act on our appreciation for others in the way that they best feel appreciated. This work is based on Chapman's groundbreaking research found in his best-selling book, The Five Love Languages. And here are the five different ways that we can all feel or receive appreciation best. Quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, tangible gifts, and appropriate physical interaction. One day, I'm going to spend an entire episode going through all of these in detail. But for today, we need to realize that in order to provide care for those entrusted to us, we must provide appreciation for who they are and what they bring to our family, our team, or our organization. 
To make them feel appreciated, we must know what language of appreciation they speak. As a shepherd leader that provides care for those entrusted to you, knowing the language of appreciation of those you care for and applying that thoughtfully and intentionally can be a powerful catalyst in helping them thrive and drive vitality in your tribe, your family, your team, or your organization. A few years ago, I was challenged to begin writing thank you notes. I began writing them to our leaders in our restaurant, making them personal, naming specific things that I appreciated about them and their leadership and what they bring to the table that helped make us better. Well, I wrote one letter to a young leader who had a very hard upbringing. When I would tell him thank you verbally or tell him in person what he did well, he would act like he just kind of brushed it off, like it was no big deal. Well, after a year or so, His young father unfortunately died suddenly, and I took some food over to his house. His entire family was there as I walked into the kitchen to place the food down. Well, I placed it down, and after giving him my condolences and I was about to walk out, I saw hanging on the refrigerator my thank you note from the year before. It was hanging on by a magnet. I stopped and looked around at his mother, and she gave me that sort of look that only mothers can give that says, that meant the world to him. This young man is my longest tenured employee. He has become a dedicated leader and is one of the hardest working young men I have ever come across. He felt appreciated, and I didn't even know it. As a shepherd leader, you have to try all of the languages to find which one fits those you lead best. They can take an assessment at www.appreciationatwork.com, but I also encourage you to ask them, how do you best feel appreciated for your contribution? Or what are some ways our organization can really make you feel appreciated For the value you bring. Ask your spouse and your kids the same question. You're going to get all kinds of answers from just tell me when I'm doing a good job to I love thank you notes or I would really love a one-on-one meeting every quarter to review my progress or I'd love for you to come to our department and get involved with some of the work we're doing or you know it'd be great to just get a high five or a fist bump. That really helps me know that we are connected and on the right track. This is the loving work of the shepherd leader, not to just appreciate those entrusted to you, but to show appreciation in ways that make them feel appreciated. Another way we show care is to provide recognition that creates responsibility. Recognition is not the same as appreciation. It's involved, but recognition is specific to details in a specific task, an expectation, or a contribution that you would love to see repeated in them and in everyone else around them. Recognition is the superpower of the leader. 
you have probably heard it before that what you reward gets repeated. And that is true. I'm going to say it like this, though. What you recognize gets repeated because recognition is a form of reward. We put out all these objectives and things we want to see our teams hit and standards we want them to follow and things we want them to do. But if we don't recognize them when they do the right thing the right way, they will think that it doesn't matter or that its importance is just diluted. It's something else that we're throwing out there for them to do. What gets recognized is important. It matters. This is true in our relationships, like marriage and parenting, as much as it is true in the workplace and on our teams. When someone points out something specific that we have done or that meets or exceeds their expectation, that's like shouting in bold letters, I would love to see more of that. Look for simple cues. When my wife says, thank you so much for taking the trash to the road last night, she is saying, it would really be great if you did that more often. (laughs) What you are saying is that if you did more of this, this will help you thrive. This will help us thrive. I totally learned this from my wife. Brooke was a third grade teacher, and I went into her classroom one day to help her set something up, and those kids were going crazy. All she said was, I love how Caroline is sitting at the front of the classroom with her legs crossed and ready to learn immediately, like she had placed some Jedi mind trick on those students. They all ran to the front of the classroom, sat down, crossed their legs, and were looking up at her, ready to hear what she had to say. I was mesmerized. I was coaching football at the time, and it was difficult for me to get some of my guys to be at practice on time, in uniform, and ready to practice when drills were starting. Well, I tried Brooks' method and began pointing out the players that were always at practice on time, ready to start practice, and didn't cause us any delay in our preparation for our opponent. Those players also got preferential treatment in terms of cleaning up after practice and cleaning the locker room. It was amazing how quickly all of the guys began getting to practice on time and they were prepared for practice to start. You know, many coaches punish players if they aren't on time. I was one of those coaches. Well, I quickly learned that recognition is much more powerful than punishment. Recognition should be specific and create a sense of responsibility for those same actions in those that are being recognized and in those around them. Occasionally, when I find a perfect chicken sandwich— or overhear a perfectly executed order, take an experience, or a customer resolution conversation, or I enjoy a perfect waffle fry, I will stop everything in the restaurant and say, who made this chicken sandwich? This is a perfect chicken sandwich. This is the best chicken sandwich I have ever had. It has the perfect amount of breading. It is hot. It's tender. It's juicy. 
the pickles are perfectly placed and the bun is perfectly buttered and toasted. The foil bag is clean and the fold on top is two perfect quarter inch folds. This is a perfect chicken sandwich. This is the chicken sandwich that Truett envisioned when he was dreaming up the original chicken sandwich. This chicken sandwich will literally make someone's day. The team that made the sandwich is maybe a little bit embarrassed, but is overcome with pride for their work, being recognized among their peers. And they and everyone around them knows what is expected for every chicken sandwich. They know the standard and they know what we are looking for. Then the culture takes control. The momentum of people doing what is expected because of the environment created by the leaders and the actions, attitudes, and behaviors that they recognize. Well, to round out the shepherd leader that provides care, a good shepherd leader will provide encouragement that creates enthusiasm. Truett Cathy was famous for saying, do you know how to tell when someone needs encouragement? They are breathing. Every one of us needs encouragement. Encouragement is defined as giving someone support, confidence, or hope. As shepherd leaders, imagine the enthusiasm we could create in those entrusted to us if we overwhelm them with our active support, injected them with confidence, and gave them hope for what they wanted most. Those would be people that were enthusiastic about their future and their opportunity to thrive as a part of God's amazing plan for them. Encouragement is a booster shot in the hearts and minds of those entrusted to us. We don't need to give our people test projects to see how they will do or work out. We need to guide them well. We need to challenge them to do hard things and to take risks and boost their confidence with strategic encouragement that is focused on who they are. We need to show our belief in them and our support for them. Most people are paralyzed by fear that they will let someone down. My biggest win as a football coach came off the foot of a 14-year-old first-year freshman player named Eric Gales. I had convinced Eric to play because we needed a kicker. He came out and worked really hard at learning to kick the football. He was a standout soccer player, but his ball was round and ours was oblong. He attended clinics on kicking and worked hard and practiced kicking every day that summer. A few games into our season, we faced the number two team in the state and battled them down to the final seconds, which came down to a field goal attempt. Being honest, I did not think Eric was going to make the kick. The odds were just against him. I knew he could make the kick. He had plenty of leg strength, but I thought the nerves were going to get the better of him. 
Well, before the kick, I pulled him to the side and I told him, Buddy, you have worked your tail off getting ready for this. You and I both know that you have enough leg for this kick. You have made a hundred of these in practice. But I want you to know that whether you make it or not, I love you and I'm proud of you. You have put in the work to be ready for this. And that has made you the type of guy that I want out there taking this shot. Just promise me one thing. Don't miss it short. Kick it into the next county. Give it all you've got. Well, Eric did just that. He made the kick and won the biggest game in school history up to that point and began the momentum of a program that would go on to become one of the dynasties of high school football in Georgia. And it all started with a little encouragement. Think of how Jesus encouraged Peter as he was telling him, on this rock, I will build my church. Or how Paul shepherded Timothy as he encouraged him, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for all the believers. A little encouragement can give the right people the boost of enthusiasm they need to thrive and make a significant impact with their influence. Shepherd leaders provide so many things for those entrusted to them. In the previous episode, we learned that shepherd leaders will provide for the physical and psychological needs of those entrusted to them. Today, we learn that faithful shepherd leaders will also provide care for those entrusted to them. Shepherd leaders will genuinely care for those they lead. They will care that they thrive. For those entrusted to us to thrive by how we lead with care, we must provide communication, appreciation, recognition, and encouragement. And if we provide those well, those entrusted to us will feel cared for. They will feel connected, appreciated, responsible, and enthusiastic about who they are and what they do and what they get to be a part of. Remember what Shane Benson from Chick-fil-A says, when people feel cared for, they care more. Well, team, this has been so much fun. I am really looking forward to next month's podcast. We tackle our first interview of the Shepherd Leadership Podcast as I share a conversation with David Chin, a good friend, a phenomenal husband and father, a faithful believer, a dynamic shepherd leader, and a phenomenal Chick-fil-A operator in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Until next month, shepherd those entrusted to you by striving to know, guide, protect, and provide so that they will thrive and that you could be a leader they would follow for life. Shepherd well, my friends. Mm -hmm.